Good morning, friends. This morning we are trying something new. We trust that you will find this time to be blessed and that God will really speak to you. Our call to worship this morning is taken from Psalm 116, and I read as follows. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears and my feet from stumbling, that I might walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore I said I am greatly afflicted, and in my dismay I said all men are liars. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. And on that happy note, that note of assurance and the presence of God, I welcome you. Our notices this morning are um, there for you to see. I just want to highlight a few of the birthdays. On the 15th is Mike Rosson, Jabu Nomana, and Shiloh Damons. On the 19th, we have Caroline Krugel, Masejo Pala, and on the 21st, Christian Labrant. Now, I trust that you will look at the second page where there are the names of all the people who need our prayers, who we need to uplift. If there are any out there, others, please will you let us have the names so that we too can pray for them. If there is anything that you need to know, please contact us. And just to say that until further notice, our services at the church are suspended. We will continue in our current way of communication because we are concerned about the people and about their welfare. I would like us to look at the words and the music as they are also on your phone of a wonderful little song that says, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. I want to see you high and lifted up, pouring out your power and love. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Sing it along, join in with it, 
and allow God to open your eyes. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and say how good it is to be in your presence. How good it is that we can just come to you and just love you and learn of you. When we become quiet, we are aware of your greatness and your presence. And so, Lord, we want to say thank you for all your blessings. Thank you for walking with us. Thank you for taking our hand and guiding us. But, Lord, as we say thanks and we acknowledge your greatness, we too are aware of the many faults that we have in our lives, the many ways that we fall short, the many things that we do which may not be in the best interest of others. And so, Lord, please forgive us. Look into our hearts and wash us clean, that we might start anew to walk with you. Amen. Our reading is taken from Genesis chapter 1. Imagine I'm going way back to the beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, and I am going to start reading from the 18th chapter and the first 15 verses. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great tree of Mamre, where he was sitting at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men sitting nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little warm water be brought, and then you may wash your feet and rest under the tree. Let me get you something to eat so that you can be refreshed and then go on your way. Now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered, do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three sears of fine flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some milk, curds and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where's your wife, Sarah? They asked him. They're in the tent, he said. Then the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. There in the tent, Sarah was waiting and listening. Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I'm worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. 
Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, no, but I didn't laugh. But he said, yes, you did. Then the men got up to leave. They looked down towards Sodom, and Abram walked along with him to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. So far do we read from Holy Scripture, and we say thanks be to God for his word. I think verse 14 is the one that jumps out for me and poses a very important question. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And so I want to say to you this morning, no. He is omniscient because he is all-knowing. He is omnipotent because he is everywhere. He is omnipresent because he is everywhere, all-knowing, all-powerful, everywhere. When God started his work and finished it, he said to himself, it is good. Think for a moment. Think for a moment if a God that can create something out of nothing, surely he can do anything. If he can create the entire universe in six days, there is no problem that you can have today that he can't handle. When we comprehend the awesome power of God, this will encourage us, us when, when we pray. When we come to the realization that our Father owns everything and can do whatever he chooses, that when we go confidently and boldly before the throne, as we make our requests known to him, because he is the one who owns everything. Centuries ago, God promised Abraham and Sarah that they would have a son, through whose offspring the world would be truly blessed. This is a great promise. But there was a major problem. Abraham and Sarah would point out this problem. They were no longer spring chickens. And apparently, Sarah was barren. When God said that this was going to happen, she laughed. I think I probably would have laughed as well. Then God spoke to Abraham and asked him, is anything too hard for the Lord? I think so many Christians today take the promises that they receive. They believe that God has the power to save them and to deliver them. But they don't trust him to get them through their daily struggles of life. And I think we all like that at times. We, we give God our problems, but we hold on to them just in case. Living that way reveals a lack of faith, friends. And that's why often we are consumed with doubt and fear and uncertainty. God doesn't want us to live this way. He wants us to be active in our lives. He wants to play a part in our lives. He wants us to trust him to turn to him for all our needs, not just some of them, but for everything. And sometimes you and I just need to be reminded of that fact. So let us look at this verse 14. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. 
through his word, he has answered this question for us in three different ways. And the first of that, I would like to say that there is no promise too hard for God to accomplish. If you read through the Bible, there are literally thousands of promises that God has given us in his word. And I also know, without a shadow of a doubt, that not a single one of these will go unfulfilled. There is no promise too hard for him to accomplish. So let's consider a few out of scripture. Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, I will never leave you. Wow. It speaks of his eternal presence. And yes, there will be times when we feel that he's a million miles away. We can rest assured that he's always with us. I will never leave you. Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1 says, I am your shield. It speaks of God's protection. That no matter what we encounter, no matter what the devil might throw at us, he is our shield and our protector. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, I will strengthen you. God's power will strengthen us. There are so many things in life that you and I can't handle. But our God can empower us and enable us to accomplish that which often seems impossible. I mean, take Elijah. He didn't make fire rain down from heaven and come and light up the altar. But he had access to the one who could. We serve that same God. That same powerful God is still working today as he did back then. Philippians 4 verse 19 says, My God shall supply all my needs. God's provision for us. Whatever you need, God can and will provide. Remember, you are a child of the one who owns it all. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, All things work together for good to them that love God. No matter what we face, God has a plan. Even amid this pandemic, there is something that we will learn. We learn from every storm and every struggle. Remember, our concept of God's good may not be God's good. Whatever you are facing now, whether it be death or loneliness, a sense of desertion, fear, financial issues, I want to say to you, hold on, because God has a plan and a purpose. To sum up, there is not a promise too hard for God to accomplish. Which leads me on to the second point, that there is no prayer too hard for God to answer. Humanly speaking, Abraham and Sarah, conceiving a child at their age, was an impossible task. For Isaac to be born was biologically impossible. But friends, it was not impossible for an all-powerful God. God had promised, and as time went on, yes, they did face uncertainty and difficulty and possibly even some frustration. 
But in the end, God had a plan. In his time and in his way, he would answer their prayer. There's that little song, in his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. There may be problems in your life that you have to deal with and that you may have been dealing with for a long time. Maybe you've been walking through a valley. Maybe you're in the midst of a storm that seems as though there is no end in sight. Maybe COVID-19 is starting to get you down. You've prayed and prayed without the answers that you seem to, to not be receiving. Let me remind you, God works in his time. And he is always on time. In these tough times, we might be tempted to take matters into our own hands, even as Sarah and Abraham did. Their impatience and taking matters into their own hands did have consequences. And I ask and encourage you to learn from their mistakes. Don't be tempted and get ahead of God to do things your way. Remember, there is no prayer that is too hard for God to answer. So let's look at scripture and see how many prayers were in fact answered. Moses led his people out of Egypt and when he got to the Red Sea, they were busy gaining on him and there was a sea in front of him and Moses prayed and God parted the Red Sea, delivered his people and killed their enemies. Elijah was on top of Mount Carmel with all the false prophets. In 1 Kings 18, they learned that no prayer was too hard for God to answer because God lit his fire and no one else. Daniel in the lion's den. God sent his angel to shut the mouths of the lions. Nebuchadnezzar learned that no prayer is too big for God to answer. Jairus' daughter, raised from the dead. No prayer is too big for God to answer. Jesus walks past a blind man. He cries out and receives sight. No prayer is too big for God to answer. Paul and Silas in prison prayed and singing praises and the prison doors opened. No prayer too big for God to answer. And so I can share story after story about prayers that have been answered. When God showed up and answered prayers, Mark chapter 10 verse 27 says, With man it is impossible. For God, all things are possible. God has worked miracles even in my own life. And I can honestly say that no prayer is too hard for God to answer. The devil knows the power of prayer. And that's why sometimes we as humans struggle with prayer. We struggle with not getting answers quick enough. Because that's the devil's way of trying to tell us that it's not worth it. If you have an opportunity to ever read a book by C.S. Lewis called The Screwtape Letters, see how the devil tries to distract us from everything. 
Samuel Chadwick writes and he says, Satan dreads nothing but prayer. Hence he's concerned to keep us from it. When we don't feel like it, it's normally Satan sitting on our shoulders saying, mm -mm, don't pray now, you can pray later. Because he fears nothing from prayerless studies. He fears nothing from prayerless work. And he fears nothing from prayerless religion. In fact, he laughs and mocks. But when we pray, he trembles. There is no promise too hard for God to accomplish. There is no prayer too hard for him to answer. And finally, we see that there is no problem too hard for him to solve. In an earlier chapter, in chapter 15, we hear God and Abraham talking. And God tells Abraham that his heir will come from him and his descendants will be as the stars. One of the most important elements of prayer is faith. Abraham and Sarah were facing some incredible odds. But they had faith. They kept hoping and knowing that God would come through. Perhaps you are facing some incredible odds of your own. Perhaps you have problems and circumstances that seem impossible to overcome. Maybe you've tried to solve your problems and issues on your own. Maybe even made them worse. But let me encourage you this morning and say, turn to the Lord. Trust in him, for nothing is too hard for him. And so again, I turn to scripture to let you know and understand that nothing is too hard for him. He fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. He walked past a tomb and raised Lazarus after he'd been dead for four days. At the sound of his voice, the blind received sight. The deaf could hear. The lame could walk. Lepers were cleansed. Demons were driven out. Amidst a storm, he said, be still, and it subsided. Just a few amazing miracles out of scripture, but what he did then, he is still doing now. When I went on a felt school with my learners some years back, we were at a place called Graskop in Pumalanga, and the Sunday evening we spent on top of the mountain. And I'd said to the kids, we'll spend some time in praise and worship and have some fun. And as the lecturers of the day were finishing their little talk, it started raining. And the kids were terribly, terribly despondent and upset. Without thinking, and I think maybe it was just an absolute step in faith. I said to them, don't worry. As soon as we start singing, it will stop raining. Now the devil could have come in there and created havoc. Which he did. Some of the little kids were laughing, pretty much like Sarah. And I picked up my guitar and we started singing a new commandment. I give unto you that you love one another. And as we started singing, the clouds opened in above the lapa where we were sitting singing. 
when the rain ceased. And you could hear the rain falling in the trees around us. We sang for about an hour and a half, had some praise and worship. And when we said Amen, the cloud cover came over and it started raining again. Nothing is too difficult for God. We serve a mighty, miracle-working God. Nothing is too hard for him, friends. Well, what about the promise to Abraham and Sarah that seemed impossible enough to laugh about? It happened. Isaac was born. This shows us that the promise was not too hard for God to accomplish. The prayer was not too hard for him to answer. And the problem was not too hard to solve. There's a story of a little boy who was playing in his sandbox at home. He was playing with his cards and making little roads in the sandbox. And in his workings, he came across a rock in the sandbox. And he started digging around the rock to loosen it, to get it out of the way. When it was loose, he started rolling it to the edge of the sandbox. And every time he wanted to get it over the edge of the sandbox, it rolled back. He struggled for nearly an hour. And then he sat down and he started crying. And his dad had been watching a lot of this from the kitchen window. And he came to me and he said, my boy, why are you crying? Why didn't you use all the strength that you have available? And the little guy said, but dad, I did. I really, really tried and I couldn't get it right. His dad said, but you didn't ask me. The father reached down, picked up the rock and removed it. Much like our father in heaven. You can struggle and work. But you don't use all the strength available because we do not ask. I know many of us are facing tough situations as I speak. So let me take a moment to remind you who your father is. That no matter what you're going through right now, nothing is too hard for you. The notices, now I'm going to put a little passage there, and I didn't tell her what I was preaching on. 1 Peter 5 verse 7. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. If you don't know him, take a moment to get to know him. And may we go into this week resting on the promise that nothing is too hard for the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, when we hear that nothing is too hard for you and we hear all the things out of scripture, how you answered prayer and and worked with your people. It gives us hope. And there may be some of us who don't really know you yet. There may be some of us who have doubts and doubt ourselves. And there may be others that just feel discouraged at the moment. And so, Lord, I... I repeat the words of, of the song that we had at the beginning of the service. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord.
I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to reach out my hand and take yours and allow you to guide me through life. Lord, here I am. Use me. Lord, too, do we pray for our leaders of our country, people that have got difficult decisions to make. Guide them. Give them wisdom. We think of the ministers and the work of the church. What seems difficult at this current time, Lord, is just another way for you to say, don't worry, my son, my daughter. I'm still out there. I'm still rooting for you. I'm still giving you my hand to take hold of. And then, Lord, we pray for all those on our prayer list. Sometimes our prayers seem so empty. Yet we heard that when we pray, the devil trembles. So, Lord, take our prayers. And use us to bring others into a closer relationship with you. Amen. At this point, I'd like to say thank you to those that have been making their financial contributions. Thank you to those who have made donations. To those of you who cannot afford to make any financial contributions, Please continue to pray with us so that we can strengthen the people out there. Because the people are needing you, they're needing your prayers. So we ask that God will bless all that we give, all who we are. And our closing hymn is a very special hymn. And you can listen to it. on one of those that has been added to your service. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. Things he has done for us now, things he's going to do. A hymn of celebration. God bless you all. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.